Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome to Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek 3 one backwards minute at a time. I'm one of your co-hosts, David Stoker. And I'm your other co-host, Chris LaSalle. Welcome you, Chris LaSalle. Good God. Well, you two welcome, Killing me, Chris. you are. <laughs> so we've moved on to minute 36, um, where we still enjoy our alien friend. Mm-hmm. And this minute starts with uh, uh, alien... Bar alien saying, restricted, take permits many. And ends with McCoy saying, where's the logic in offering me a ride home, you idiot? That's better. That sounds like McCoy. Yes. <laughs> so so we're still continuing the uh, Star Wars cantina scene uh, of us trying to charter yes. a ride off-world. Uh, talking to this Yoda wannabe. That about sums it up, right? Pretty much. Yeah. I'm just going to keep calling him Fish Face. Fish Face. Oof. Okay. Uh, I I had another... So this line here where, you know, the, the opening line, the aliens yep. finishing a sentence with Matara, restricted, take permits, many, money, more. Uh, money, more. I I am currently re-watching uh, The Office, the American version yep. of The Office, and... We're just about finished watching the whole thing again. But uh, the accountant, Kevin, the big guy, I was yep. uh, immediately thought of him was dropping this line of take mer- permits, many, money, more. I feel like I could see him delivering this line. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because, again, Kevin's also, is, you ever see his teeth very well when he talks? <laughs> and yeah. it kind of reminds me of our alien friend here with his funky teeth. Uh, anyway, for you Office fans, there's a little nod. So this is this is all is this all McCoy right now? In, in is there is this hybrid hybrid McCoy Spock or is this all McCoy here with his? No, no, I think this whole this whole minute is all McCoy. I mean, you can definitely see like the agitation and well, you know what? Now that I say I say that out loud, you know the emotion. Maybe a little bit of the Spock emotion could be coming out. Oh, really? Because I mean, you got to remember. I mean, we haven't really. We've talked about it, you know, and we keep coming around back to the Katra. You know, how much of you know is is McCoy just have the thoughts, and you know, like we've said, like have they has did Spock quote download a copy of him into McCoy? Well, we know that when you know. uh from Next Generation, and that, you know, that famous scene where uh, Picard merges with uh, Sarek, and I know that's a different different thing, you know, but I'm wondering if McCoy, because he is, we know he's a, he's a very um, easily riled human, <laughs> but with the added bonus of another, you know, person's thoughts, potentially emotions... Ones that may not be on going, you know, they're going unchecked because 
McCoy does not have years of training in how to control his emotions, that now he's doubly getting angry yeah, here. Me. Oh, so maybe, maybe to answer your question, maybe it is still the hybrid. Yep. So you're saying, it's, yeah, he's he's. You're saying he's more agitated. He's, he's more McCoy because yeah. he's he's got he's got all this other stuff boiling up. Well, I think he's got the McCoy snark, but I think you know with the added bonus of whatever's going on in his melon, I think he's the hybrid. Yeah. Okay. And I think the last line, I think, clues us into that, maybe. Where's the logic? Where's the logic, yes. Yeah, and also, I don't know, just going to the hybrid thing, this this first line of McCoy's where he's like, there aren't going to be any permits. How can you get a permit for when you're trying to do a damn illegal thing? Just that question, I guess, is, you know, although it's said with McCoy's language, uh, it it does sound like a Spock thing. Well you know, illogical to get a permit for something you're trying to do yeah. illegally. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. So uh, I guess there's maybe some, so a little bit of uh, a clever writing here on Har Bennett's part. Yeah, Give a little, a little bit. credit for the scene. A little bit. A check in the plus column, just a tiny one. <laughs> we'll give him a gold star for today. It's an interesting, uh, the, this, this bargaining that they're doing is interesting how it just keeps escalating. Uh, right because now the alien's like you name the place and i'll name the money otherwise no you know no bargain it's like is it mccoy pretty much saying he's like oh i guess money he hasn't quite said it yet that uh we well, said the matara sector and then he says you know the other guy's like money more and then mccoy even says he's like look price you name money i got and the guys the aliens like place you name money i name well Technically, McCoy already named you. Let's go to the Matara sector. Right. How, yeah, how big is the Matara sector? I mean, is I would think you know, once. Well, I guess he didn't say Matara system. He said sector. So, yeah. so that must be bigger sector. than a system. Yeah. So it must be. I guess sector's too big. He's got to narrow it in. So then he finally gets exasperated. All right, damn it! It's Genesis. The name of the place we're going is Genesis. Beautifully done. Uh, so McCoy, so I'm guessing just by this, this back and forth again, and the, and and uh, McCoy's reluct, reluctance to say Genesis and where he's yeah. going. So McCoy knows. Well, he knows it's illegal. He knows he shouldn't be talking about it. And he's just been pushed to the edge, and now he's like, "All right, Genesis, Genesis, Genesis. Are you happy now? I said it." So we know that you know Genesis has become this big colossal thing, but we don't know how big it is. But I think this gives us a first glimpse into knowing who knows. Like, this has been the worst-kept secret ever. <laughs> yeah. Because if you're telling me that a lowly, you know, illegal shuttle pilot knows of Genesis, then this is the worst-kept secret in the universe. Yeah. And he also... maybe Well, you know what? Maybe it isn't even a secret now because... The alien even says that you know Genesis is not allowed. Uh, is it's a it's planet forbidden? Uh, that's that's yeah. what I mean. Moreau said it was consider Genesis a forbidden subject, right? Uh, so this is the second time we've heard you know forbidden. So did Starfleet release some news that said, hey, the brand new planet out there, it's in quarantine. Only science people get to go. Oh, well, um, maybe coming. You know, don't even bother trying to go out there. Because 
this this goes this is gonna this remember this right because we're gonna need to talk about this later uh you know no one no one's allowed to go to genesis because we've got it heavily blockaded with starships and we're not allowing anybody in uh not so just remember that <laughs> we'll come back to that topic later of what the blockade because clearly they're guarding it not so I don't know what kind of I don't know what kind of threat Starfleet has, you know, like okay, nobody go there, but we're not going to be watching or paying any attention. Hmm. Questions. I'm scratching hmm. my head right now. Hmm. This doesn't quite hang together as you would think. So yeah, I just you know, we're I'm in at 36 and, you know, I get that you know, those dark web circles that people run in and, you know, they find out information, but I thought we were led to believe that even though that, you know, Genesis and everything that happened was, you know, a, it was known by certain people, but it wasn't like universally widespread known. And maybe you're right in the sense that maybe, maybe Starfleet does release some sort of information and in saying, hey, in the Mutara sector we've discovered a new planet or something or something has happened here or I don't even know how they would have I, I don't even know how they would uh, how they would have worded it but I just um, I find it curious that the alien knows about Genesis I do too but maybe he's got a friend in Starfleet that he you know he bribes once a month mm. to get all the dirt oh, maybe, right? so yeah. it, it does feel like something that you know the general public doesn't know about it but all the all the smugglers and bad guys, they're in the know. They know everything. They have their ways. True. I guess, yes, you know, they will find out the information and they'll they'll bribe people and they'll get the information, I guess, yeah. That's my theory. So, I have another question and um, the subject of money hasn't really come up oh before. Okay. And I know that, you know in the world of Star Trek you know, with a lot of the technological advances they you know they've 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 wiped out things like you know hunger and uh, you know disease and you know the need for money like our pursuits now are scientific and we want to explore the universe and our place in it and but apparently there's a subset of people or aliens that still need you know still value mm -hmm. money yeah. I would and I know it's a, and, and just to add on that, I know that in Deep Space Nine, there's a big thing with the with the Ferengi and their you know the gold press latinum and and money there, and that's sort of a big thing there. But I think in the, in the Star Trek universe to date, I don't think we've really been that big on money. You talking about where we are right now in the in yeah. kind of the the original series timeline in the films? Right. Yeah, I mean we've run into. <clears throat> oh, it was you know Harry Mudd. He was a he yep. dealt in money, right? It, um, my thing's always been it's. Uh, I think we're all thinking about. I think when you're saying that, we're all thinking of that Picard, uh, you know, speech where you know we, we're yep. bigger than that now and and whatnot. But I, I've always thought, even with that, maybe that's the human race. Maybe that's the Federation that have you know kind of evolved you know to that point. But there's there's still thousands of worlds out there that and some in the federation and some not and you know there's always going to be some kind of commerce because i'm sure not every planet 
and civilization has gone there yet. You know, there's still people that deal in money. Uh, so I think it's still, it makes sense to me that there's still trade going on like this. And, you know, this guy, this alien might be from, you know, his world, his home world might still, you know, deal in commerce and he's trying to make a buck so he can go home and, you know, head to his favorite spa, you know, which is, you know what I mean? So it, I think it's still, I think there's still a reason for, for, for money. Yeah. I'm, a, I mean, I, th- I would see the need for trade. Yes. Barter, that sort of thing. I just, I guess I figured, you know, on earth that money would be a thing that you wouldn't need. But I guess, you know, you got to buy, you know, dilithium crystals and fusion cores and all kinds of stuff. So I guess, yeah, you need you need a little bit of cash running yeah. around. Yeah, it's always going to, I think there's always going to be a black market. How about that? It's going to be stuff you can't get. Yep. Stuff is still going to be legal, right? We know, we know Robin right. Ale is illegal, right? But some people are going to be... You know, putting some risk in and going to have to, you know, get compensated for that risk. I don't know. I just, boy, the economics of Star Trek, I think, is probably, do you think there's a podcast out there that just talks about the economics of Star Trek? I don't know, but that would be fantastic. Yeah, I think that would be, that would be quite, quite nerdy, but uh, probably pretty interesting, too. If anybody knows of one, I'm familiar with quite a few of the Star Trek podcasts that are out there, but if there's a niche of just the uh, economics, I'd love to hear about it. Let me know. So I've got to, to get back to this conversation, and uh, yep. there's a scene in here. So McCoy finally loses his cool and says where they're going, Genesis, and then the alien does. Genesis? That was beautiful. Can you do that one more time? I don't think so because I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah, so he drop the alien drops that line, and then they cut to a reaction shot of the patrons at the bar. And again, yeah. that shot right there is just two gentlemen in the foreground, and presumably the bartender in the background, kind of out of focus. That to me screams yep. Star Wars Cantina, right? I can. Oh, definitely. Yeah, oh, all I we need is do. like you know, a walrus man. <laughs> Kind of, kind of in the shot, and you'd, you'd nail it right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I just found that that's a, you know, can't, we don't see these guys ever again. It's just this one reaction shot, uh, but boom, comes right out of Star Wars. Oh yeah, definitely. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Genesis allowed is not. It is planet forbidden. Dude, how are you doing that? <laughs> I thought you had a cold. I do have a cold. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, and McCoy finally acknowledges, you know, hey, look, my backwards friend. So he's finally saying it, so we don't all have to think it. Everyone's in the audience is yelling Yoda right now at the screen. Genesis may be planet forbidden, but I'm damn well. And he gets interrupted. That he does by some... He's very startled by the sh- the, the uh, <laughs> um, hand on his shoulder. Like he, like he comes back sh- almost Vulcan neck pinch-like. He is... He's like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. I, that's what I thought when I, my your first thought when you see that is like, oh, someone's giving him the neck pinch, and I'm waiting for McCoy to like just pass out here. Yeah, but you're right. It is a little bit of a over the top. You got to what? Who? Sir, I'm sorry, but your voice is carrying. I don't think you want to be discussing this subject in public. And I think I would have the same exact response that McCoy has. I'll discuss what I want. Who the hell are you? Yeah, who is this guy? Uh, so we learn he's uh, 
Do we learn in this minute? No, we don't. We learn. We learn. do not. We don't learn who he is until next. He's minute. just some really calm, patronizing character, <laughs> offering him a ride home because he thinks McCoy is drunk. I assume. That's what I. Yeah. That's what I thought is because you know could I offer you a ride home, Doctor McCoy? Um, and that's where we get the hybrid McCoy. You know, where's the logic in offering me a ride home, you idiot? <laughs> I love that he throws in you idiot. You know, he doesn't even. You know, normally when McCoy says stuff, he just implies that you're an idiot. You know, just by the the tone he's taking with you. I love that he goes the extra mile and actually just calls him an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> So we'll learn more about, you know, who this gentleman is probably within the next 10 seconds of the next minute. Um, we'll figure out who he is and what he, uh, what importance he has um, with the future of McCoy. <laughs> the future of McCoy. Yeah, the only thing uh, you do, it's not the, it's not the first moment we see him because he, he has been in uh, a couple of the shots in the bar scene since we got there. He's actually sitting in the next booth next to McCoy. Yeah, he's, yeah, when McCoy first sits down, he's, yeah, you can see him there drinking his drink. Right. Which makes me wonder, is he been following McCoy, or is this just coincidental that he's literally just at the same bar McCoy is and sitting in the next booth? Is it, because I've always got this sense, I've always gotten the sense in watching the movie in general that he's been following McCoy. Right, and making sure that he's... Yeah, um, that's a good good thought. I had not thought of that until you mentioned it, but maybe he, yes, he was there and, you know, knowing McCoy was going to be heading there. Yeah, so a little hard to hard to say. If he's, you know, if he's, say, a really good spy or cop or whatever he is, maybe he just, you know, he's trailing him, but he got, he's like, I know where he's going. I want to get myself situated. I know where McCoy's favorite seat is. I bet, do you think this is McCoy's favorite seat at this bar? Oh, definitely. Yeah, the waitress knew him, right? He's, I bet you this is where he sits all the time. All right, man, that's all I had for this one. Yeah, I'm I'm good. Yeah, things are going to... We'll learn who this mysterious gentleman is. He's a very polite guy. He is. The next minute. Yeah. All right, well, why don't we wrap it up? Uh, go enjoy the weekend. See a little more Star Trek Discovery. Definitely. And then we'll uh, we'll come back next week and finish out the bar scene. Thankfully. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't say that. All right, gang. Start well, uh, <laughs> you guys enjoy your weekend. And, uh, you know, if you get a few minutes this weekend, if you could go out to iTunes and uh, drop us a rating and review, that would be great. Always uh, helpful to get feedback from you. And uh, uh, any ratings we get will help... Uh, 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 improve the improve the improve the show where it, sh- it shows in the or we'll help improve the standings of where our show uh ends up amongst all the star trek podcasts out there so please and thank you and uh we'll be back again on monday with minute 37 of the search for spock here at the star trek minute bye now genesis